and welcome to the book club that sure isn't your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hello, Ellen. It's good. <laughs> good. Uh, mom, this is our first episode, and um, much like when I got you into romance books, I had to drag you kicking and screaming to do this podcast. <laughs> so, how are you feeling about it so far? <laughs> I'm not sure yet, but I'm here. <laughs> you are. That's half the journey. Yes. So thanks. For yes. That. Okay, so a little later on, we are going to discuss Julia Quinn's latest book, The Girl with the Make-Believe Husband. But first, as this is our first episode, I thought we would tell a little bit about ourselves and what we plan to do with this podcast. Does that sound okay, Mom? That sounds like an excellent idea, Ellen. Thank you for agreeing with me. So already I know that we're going to get comments that we sound too similar. Do you think that that's going to happen? That could happen um, because we are related. <laughs> we are. In case you can't tell, this is my mom and I am Ellen. And uh, just know that I'm the one that talks like a millennial. So hopefully that helps a little bit. All the up talking. <laughs> I'll try and add some likes in there. Actually, that'll just come naturally. But and I'm the one that talks like an old lady. Yeah, is so... that fair? <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that helps people tell the difference. Um, <clears throat> now, mom, in my mind, us doing a podcast about romance novels is kind of a foregone conclusion because. We've always bonded over love stories. That's safe to say, right? That is safe to say. Okay. Definitely. Now, but you haven't been reading romance novels for very long. Let's tell the good people about how you got started, and let's just <laughs> right away alienate our audience and have you talk about how much grief you used to give me for reading romance novels. <laughs> I used to give you a lot of grief. Okay. <laughs> but in my defense, so here's the deal. I paid a lot of money for a college education for you. <laughs> okay. And you were an actual English major. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. So I'm thinking that you should be reading, you know, Beowulf and <laughs> Moby Dick and, you know, great literature. Nah. And I couldn't get you away from these stinking romance novels. <laughs> yeah. That's no fun. If anything, <laughs> studying English in college only made me like gravitate more towards reading for fun as opposed to like, because I, I did like basically four years straight of just reading boring classic literature, which is, it's good. I recognize it as art and all that stuff, but it's just more fun to read romance novels. <laughs> they are fun. Yeah. Um, do you want me to tell the story of how I got started reading romance sure, novels? Sure. Let's go for it. <laughs> okay. So last summer, so almost exactly a year ago, yeah. Uh, Ellen and I were on a, a road trip, a very long, I can say three-day road trip, mm -hmm. and um, Ellen was doing most of the driving, and I was snoozing, and Ellen decided she was going to put on an audible book of one of her romance novels, and I kind of rolled my eyes, but let her put it on. <laughs> I can even say the first one I listened to was Tessa Dare's, I don't even know the name of it. Romancing the, it. the Duke. It's the first in the Castles Ever After series. Right. It was about the blind duke. That's what I always say. The blind duke book. And um, and we listened to it, and Ellen would get embarrassed during the sex scenes, and she'd fast-forward through the sex scenes. 
Am I right? Well, if it, it's it's one thing to read a romance, to read a sex scene in a romance novel, but to like listen to it uh, as narrated by these women with very serious British accents who <laughs> just get very passionate about saying the word penis and all sorts of things. It's just awkward. No one says the word penis in these books. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> It's not a word that you see. These are not scientific novels. <laughs> so anyway, we listened to that first book, and then you put on the next one we listened to was the first one, and I don't remember the name of the series. The Angel, the Fallen Angel series. By- the Rogue by Any Other Name by Sarah McLean. Yeah. Yes, there you go. <laughs> and we only got partway through that one before we arrived at our destination. Yeah. And then I, by then I was hooked and I was like, I got to finish this book. And then I had to finish the series. And, and then I, that particular series I've read twice because when I read the prequel series or the series before that, then I had, oh, now I got to go back and read about the, the same series again. So, and I've been pretty voracious since then. Would you I agree with that? I should say so. <laughs> you become like a woman possessed. Like, You've almost now read, like, the entire catalog of romance books that I have, so I don't... I'm running out of recommendations for you. I don't like to do anything halfway. (laughs) But, so that's how you reel them in, folks, is you listen to an audiobook on a really long road trip, and now... After that, I was done. I was smitten. That is, uh, that's mom. So my own romance uh, history is a bit more extensive. I don't know if mom knows all of this, so this could potentially get interesting. Just out of curiosity, mom, how long do you think I've been reading romance novels? Well, if you say back to high school, I'm in trouble. Um, well, you start, you would read those, the chiclet. You, you started with yeah. the chiclet, I would imagine. Yeah. Because you used to read a lot of chiclet. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say that I've been reading some form of romance for most of my life. Um, Even when I wasn't reading romance books, I was basically always just waiting for, like, the romantic parts to happen in my Babysitter's Club book or something like that. I don't know if I was the only one, but I was the girl reading Nancy Drew books, like, waiting for when Ned was going to show up and, like, him and Nancy have their very casual flirty banter (laughs) Um, or you know the hardy boys or something like that like well you have advanced that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah so basically my favorite part of any tv show movie or book was and still is the love story i mean you know this about me mom if i'm watching a show i'm mainly watching it for the the couple that his always seems like will they or won't they kind of thing. So, and you're the same way. I am the same way. That's yeah. Very so, true. yeah. I think I can kind of pinpoint though, like my strong romance when um, I was homesick one day when I was about 12 years old, and mom He's... said, um, Hey, I just watched this thing with a friend of ours that I think you would really like. And it was Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth. So we spent my entire sick day watching the BBC Pride and Prejudice. And from there, 
depending on how you look at it, it was all downhill or uphill, however you want to look at it. And honestly, we, we binge that, we've binged that frequently over the years. So I can like pretty much quote that, you know, now word for word. After that, I read pretty much most of the Jane Austen books when I was about 12. Then I started kind of dabbling in young adult romance um, and then in high school, I started reading Chiclet, and I think I picked Chiclet over Romance because the covers looked a little bit more innocent, and I could convince Mom to buy them for me. But in case you don't know, Mom, Chiclet has a lot of uh, sexy times in it, so... I'm sure it does. <laughs> I was reading a fair amount of, of that in high school. Um, in fact, I don't know if you know this story, Mom. Uh, when we were camping one year when I was in high school, I was reading one of my chiclet books and it was one that was a little more sassy than the others um, and by sassy I mean steamy slash sexy a friend of ours who was my age and I won't name names but he came in and s- stole my book from me and read started reading it and of course it was on like the most embarrassing part for like a boy to come and read it was the main thing that he always like still reminds me of to this day is um a woman's nipples were described as frozen raspberries (laughs) (laughs) that's not a very (laughs) nice description no i know but (laughs) it reminds me of something we were talking about earlier today (laughs) yeah anyway so that was uh mortifying but then about six years ago um, an actress that I like from a few different things named Felicia Day. Um, she tweeted that her and her friends were doing this online book club called Vaginal Fantasy Book Club. And it's basically they read a bunch of different kind of romance. Usually it's like sci-fi or paranormal. And I was like, oh, that could be kind of fun. So I started getting into that. And that's when... I discovered like how wide and extensive the romance genre was. And then with kind of the advent of ebooks, I didn't have to be as embarrassed of the covers. So that's pretty much when I when I started reading romance. And I have to say, um, just to stick in to your story, one of the things that really appeals to me is that I'm a huge history nerd. Uh-huh. And so I love the historical romances, and yeah. I love the um, history and and um, that aspect of it, where you read a more, a broader spectrum yeah. of romance novels. I, so historical is definitely my favorite, and you'll quickly catch on that we're going to be kind of exclusively reading historical. Maybe I'll convince mom to give a contemporary a try sometime or other. Um, But historical is definitely my favorite, but I will read just about anything if I hear it's good. There's some paranormal series that I like and some contemporaries that I really like, so I'm kind of all over the place. But with romance, I'd finally found a genre that gave me just what I wanted, which was just romance. (laughs) I mean, I like romance, you know, like, it can give you some mystery and some suspense and some paranormal, but it's always romance is like the central focus, which is what I always wanted from a book. So, um, so that's what I paid for that education. (laughs) Thanks mom. (laughs) 
Um, so I wanted to do this podcast because honestly, I just love talking about romance and, um, that's the main reason I wanted mom to start reading romance was because I talked to her a lot and I was like, mom, you really, you would love these books. You really need to give them a try. But I mainly wanted her to read. So I had someone to talk about romance with mom. You're just not enough anymore. So now we're going to, (laughs) it's heartbreaking. (laughs) Now we're going to record ourselves talking about romance and share it with you. Good people that hopefully you'll join in with us. So I think we're going to treat this kind of like a book club. We're going to pick a book, um, read it and discuss, and then talk about other general topics related to romance as well. Um, And we would love to hear from you people listening. So I'm going to be creating social media pages and have an email. That's our email is notyourmomsromancebookclub at gmail.com. It's a little lengthy, just like the title of this podcast, but it's the best we could come up with. Um, So if you want to read along with us and email us your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Next time, Mom doesn't know this, but we're going to be discussing The Pleasures of Passion by Sabrina Jeffries, which Mom and I have both read. You read that one. I haven't read that one yet. I haven't read that one yet. Okay, perfect. But I have it, and I will read it. Yeah, so it's the fourth book in her Sinful Suitors series. Um, So if you would like to read that with us and um, give us some of your thoughts, we would love to hear from you. Um, For now, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be discussing Julia Quinn's The Girl with the Make-Believe Husband. Hi, everybody. Um, I wanted to take this break to talk about a contemporary book that um, I love and would like to recommend to people that are listening. Um, Because Mom is such a historical buff, um, we're mainly going to be talking about historicals. So I wanted to do something that focused on a contemporary. So for this week, I wanted to talk about um, the Winston Brothers series by Penny Reed. Um, If you're not familiar with Penny Reed, she also writes the Knitting in the City series, um, which is very popular, but I love the Winston Brothers, and I think you will too. Um, It's about these six brothers, I believe six brothers, yes, um, that are all bearded (laughs) for some reason or another, but it just is a nice aesthetic point, Um, and they live in Tennessee, and... um, they all fall in love uh, in each of these books, and it's just a lot of fun. My particular favorite is Beard Science, which is the third book that focuses on Cletus, and I love that book. I think I read it like twice in a row when I read it. I I think that's the first book that I finished and then went back to the beginning and reread it, um, and I literally cannot wait for the sixth book in that series to come out because it focuses on um, the brother Billy, and it's been, throughout the series, been hinting at his romance with somebody in the series, and I cannot wait to read that book. Um, this month on August 1st, Beard in Mind, which is the fourth book, comes out. So I would really recommend to jump in now and join the Winston Brothers Collective and uh, check out The Winston Brothers by Penny Reed. Thanks! (laughs) 
So are you ready to get back and talk about this one? Sure. Don't sound so excited. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. We love us some Julia Quinn, right, Mom? We do. And we love the Bridgertons. We love the Bridgertons. That was, I mean, when I told you, when you started getting into romance, Bridgertons was like the first one I told you to read, right? Right. In fact, after Sarah McLean's series, that's the next one I read. And yeah. I loved it very much. Yeah. In fact, I usually will say that Romancing Mr. Bridgerton is probably my favorite romance book slash maybe slash book. <laughs> well, not because Jane Austen will take always take the role of that one. But I love Romancing Mr. Bridgerton. I don't think it much gets gets much better than Colin. I'm well aware, Ellen. And as I was reading it, it reminded me so much of you because you talked about it so much. So yeah. I think that helped me enjoy it too. Yeah. So this is the second book in her Rokesby. Is that how you say it? Has, you would say it in your head? Rokesby? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so this is the second book in her Rokesby series, which is in some ways a sequel to the Bridgertons, but also not really. Well, the one is like a prequel. Yeah. The, what, the first book in the series is about Billy Bridgerton, and she is the aunt to the Bridgertons of yes. the ABCDEFG fame. Um, so I'm going to read the back cover synopsis just to kind of give us a starting point for this book. With her brother Thomas injured on the battlefront in the colonies, court Orphan Cecilia Harcourt has two unbearable choices, move in with a maiden aunt or marry scheming cousin. Instead, she chooses option three and travels across the Atlantic determined to nurse her brother back to health. But after a week of searching, she finds not her brother, but his best friend, the handsome officer Edward Rokesby. He's unconscious and in desperate need of her care, and Cecilia vows that she will save the soldier's life even if staying by his side means telling one little lie. When Edward comes to, he's more than a little confused. The blow to his head knocked out six months of his memory, but surely he would recall getting married. He knows who Cecilia Harcourt is, even if he does not recall her face. And with everyone calling her his wife, he decides it must be true, even though he'd always assumed he'd marry his neighbor back in England. Uh, Cecilia risks her entire future by giving herself completely to the man she loves. But when the truth comes out, Edward may have a few surprises of his own for the new Mrs. Rokesby. So we'll just get this out of the way real fast. Um, I love this book. And at this point, I'm going to issue a spoiler warning. This is our first book, so we didn't give anybody any warning as to what book we were going to be doing. But uh, we are going to venture into spoiler territory. But spoiler alert, they get together in the end. So, you know. <laughs> who, who, yeah. who's... Weirdly enough, they wind up together at the end. Because that never that? happens in a romance novel. <laughs> who saw that coming? Um <laughs> So, and this, we also might get into some spoilers for the first book in the series because of Miss Bridgerton. So if you haven't read either of those, um, you've been warned. So mom, what did you think of the girl with the make-believe husband? Well, I also love this book for several reasons. First of all, because I'm a history nerd, I loved the American Revolution aspect of it. Yeah. So that was Well, and cool, I really, I when I was reading the book, I was like, um, I really liked that it was American Revolution, but, like, from the British standpoint, because, yeah. in case you can't tell, we're American. And um, <laughs> and so it was really interesting to kind of, you know, see that angle of it 
uh, because we always hear the American side of it. Yes, definitely. I liked that aspect of it. Um, (laughs) The thing that probably bothered me the most, and this bothers me actually with a lot of romance novels, but um, because I'm super, super practical, like probably practical to a fault. Mm -hmm. So when she wakes up, or when he wakes up and she's there saying that they're married, and okay, then they go back to their hotel. At that point right then, why couldn't she just have said, look, I, I made this up. I'm trying yeah. to find my brother. I need you just to work with me on this. Because you totally would have done it. And you could have had a whole book about, you know, oh, we have to pretend we're married. And so we have to stay in the same room. And you could still have the same, you know, aspects of a romance novel based on yeah, that. But, but so that know. what's frust- I know, I know. So that kind of frustrated me. And then, um, then after he does find out that she's not really married, that they're not really married, he doesn't tell her for a long time. It's like, dude, come on, seriously. So that whole thing is like, will someone just tell someone something? Now, with that said, a lot of this is based on, you know, I can read his thoughts, but she cannot. So, you know, there's the whole aspect of her, he might not help me and da, da, da. So, um... I get that. I get that part of it. But um, in a lot of romance novels, it's like, geez, will you just tell them the truth already? And then all this would be fine. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like that's going to kind of become like the theme of our podcast is like anytime we're ragging on a romance novel, it's going to be just because like, why can't they get this together sooner? Like, why can't they figure this out? But you know, if Cause they, they have did, to get a 300 page book out yeah, of it. I was gonna say, if they did, there really wouldn't be much of a book. Um, I will say what I liked about, like, how, like, so he finds out and he decides not to tell her because, that he knows because he find also finds out that her brother, um, that she came to New York to try and find, she, he finds out that her brother has died. And so he tells her that, and then he doesn't feel like he wants to pile on with, why did you lie about us being married when she's grieving over her brother? But I did like that I feel like other books might have had him, like, lose his mind and just, like, hold it over her head and just be like, how could you do this to me? Like, how could you lie? How could you use my body like you did? Um, (laughs) Yeah, he does get another sex scene out of the whole thing, (laughs) by the way. (laughs) Um, But I so I kind of like that even when he's sort of mad, you know, he's still, like, he still loves her at that point and it's you know so he's kind of like oh I just want to comfort her because I love her so much and um I really like that it wasn't super melodramatic and um you know I just feel like other books might have had him just be irate for a long time so well and that's one of the and that's a aspect I liked of this book a lot is I like the books where the guy is like in love with her from the very beginning. Like, he's loved her for a long time, and, yeah. and you know, he's... Anyway, because usually it's the girl's in love, and she's trying to convince the guy to love her, and and yeah. so I kind of liked that aspect of this book. That it was so this book is kind of like, I think of it as, like, While You Were Sleeping meets um, When a Scott Ties the Knot by Tessa Dare. It's kind of like those two things combined, which yes. I love both of those things very much. <laughs> Um, so I love the, um, the element with their letters and like how they kind of both fell in love with each other over these letters that they were 
you know, she was writing to her brother, but he would kind of always, like, sneak read her letters, which is so cute. <laughs> well, and he would read them over and over again. Yeah. And look at her po- picture that his brother had, her brother had. I'm like, oh my gosh, Edward, you're and so... And that was actually a big thing in the book, is, like, he couldn't act, he couldn't talk too much about the picture, because he didn't want her to realize that he knew the picture so well, because yeah. he looked at it for so many, so much. <laughs> so cute. Adorbs! <laughs> Also for me personally, so I, mom, you know this, but I only have brothers. So I always love like brother, sister, um, books because I don't know the whole like sister, sister relationship. So I like the brother, sister relationships and like, I thought that that was sweet and their letters to each other were cute. And can we talk about the letter that, so her brother passed away on the battlefield in um, some extent, he had left a note for Edward, like telling him to look after his sister. And at this point, like they're already in love. They've already, you know, done the deed a few times. And I just think it's so cute. My favorite part though, is at the end, I wrote it down. Um, He's his, her brother says to Edward, and perhaps you will not mind the task so very much. I know you used to read her letters when I was gone. Honestly, did you think I wouldn't notice? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) so I love like the matchmaker brother who was always kind of like knew that they were, they were into each other. (laughs) But I did, I mean, as much as I complained, I did really like this book. I liked a lot of the aspects of this book. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I wanted to. Um, so, and this is another line that I wrote down because it was so cute and kind of speaking to what I was talking about earlier with, um, you know, whether or not uh, I liked how he didn't get super irate at her. Um, right. He, she writes a note at the end of the book and you know, when she finds out that she's not pregnant from their encounters, um, she decides that she needs to leave so that he can be free of this fake marriage that she like imposed on him. And, um, so she runs off and is sailing back to England and he ends up jumping on the boat and boarding with her. And she says, storms the boat. Yeah. And he's like, okay, let's get married essentially. And she says, I lied to you. And he says, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, I love that because I just love that at that point he would already, he had already gone through his anger and was just ready to, just to ready be to in love. get in there. Yeah. But yeah, so like, kind of like you, my only, my only issue was the miscommunication, but you just kind of, it's just part of the, the romance genre. I think. It's part of the genre, I think. Yes. Cause it happens a lot. Any other things you wanted to talk about with this book, Mom? Um, I don't think so. It was good, and I love Julia Quinn books. She's she, we love her books. Yeah. So. Well, the thing with Mom and I, our favorite thing that we talk about a lot with romance books is we love some good banter. Um, yes. And these two, like, I even made a note in my book, like they were basically like a married couple right away. And I thought it was cute how Edward, you know, she says a couple times, she's like, I didn't picture you being this sarcastic or this jovial. And he's like, I know, it's just you bring it out of me kind of thing. And I was like, that's kind of cute that, like, Aww. you know, she brings yes. up. 
a little more playful. But we we do love witty banter. That's our favorite. Yeah, favorite part. So that's kind of why we like we like our Tessa Dare and our Julia Quinn and Sarah McLean and those are some that are particularly good at, at yes. the the witty banter. Okay. Uh, again, if you would like to join us for the Pleasures of Passion by Sabrina Jeffries in two weeks. Do we feel good about two weeks, Mom? That works. Okay. I think we also should say if you are interested in having us read a book that you particularly liked or you are reading also or something like that, just write it down in some comments. Because we'll read anything. Let us know. We're aware. (laughs) We will. And and next week we'll probably get into more, uh, I mean, next time we'll probably get into more of the sexual aspects Yes, this one, okay, so we can talk about, Julia, like, we can talk about this book. Okay, what would you rate, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the spiciness of this book? It's hard to say, because you tend to to steer me towards less spicy, because I am your mother. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, and there's and there's I have to say, there's lots of times when I'm reading, I'm like, oh my gosh, my daughter read this. I know, that's why I can't read, you know, I haven't even recommended you, like, some of the spicier ones that I've read, because I can't have you knowing that I read that. Well, I'm gonna know. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, so, but that's probably why, one of the reasons we decided to do the podcast is because we really, we thought it was funny some of the conversations that we had over some of these books, which tend to get pretty racy. Yeah. And, um... So, but this one and this particular one, um, it wasn't too bad. I didn't think. I don't remember it being too bad. It's nah, been a little while since I read it. And the, yeah, it's kind of hard to rate, um, like on a scale because do you rate just like within the historical genre scale? Because historicals tend to like be slightly tamer than some contemporaries or, you know, if you're, if you're judging it by the entire genre of romance, like that can get pretty spicy. Right. I mean, are we talking 50 shades to gray or are we talking, you know, pride and prejudice? I mean, there's a difference. (laughs) (laughs) There is a difference. There is. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I'm like, um, if we were to judge against other Julia Quinn books, I would say it's, you know, like a seven, but with like, I would, I would almost even say a five, but I don't remember it being bad. And then her sauciest book is probably when he was wicked. Can we agree? That's the Francesca. Is that the Francesca? Yeah, that was probably. I was like, because Francesca I, was like a. I was like, wow, Francesca, you go, girl. I know. When I, I just remember when I was reading that series, um, I, like she came out of nowhere. I was like, she's been up in Scotland and she's been married, and so she's got all this experience. And I'm like, oh. Francesca. So one thing I wanted to do on our podcast though was have, if I opened your Kindle right now, what what are you reading? What book are you reading right now? Um. Well, I just reread this book. Because here's the thing about me and books. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which we're very opposite on, because I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Um, I So I think because I studied English and I had to read books at such like a rapid fire pace, I became a very fast reader, but my comprehension is pretty much nil. <laughs> um, I like pretty much forget a book 
a week after reading it, and that's even being generous. Um, so I will always have to read the book pretty much the day that we're doing these podcasts because I don't remember them very well. Well, and you're a very fast reader, and and yeah. you just don't remember them really well. I am the opposite. You are. I'm a very I'm a ponderous reader. I'm a very slow reader. In fact, if Ellen and I are reading something, like I'm reading over her shoulder, reading something online or something. Um, she's like, aren't you done yet? Because I'm a very slow reader. However, I comprehend and remember things much better than you do. You do. We can, we can definitely say that. Um, that's what, like, there's always these Facebook quizzes and stuff. And it's like, would you rather be able to read a book like you're reading it for the first time or be able to remember it with a photographic memory? And I'm like, well, I have the first one. It's, you know... I can, that is kind of the nice thing about having no reading comprehension is you can go back and it's, you know, you can maintain your library and just read a book like you've never read it before. So I get to read Romancing Mr. Bridgerton every year and have it be a new experience. (laughs) As I get older, I have the same thing because I forget things all the time. But um... (laughs) Yeah, it's different. I don't think (laughs) I'm getting there yet, but. (laughs) Other than that, though, what book are you reading other than just rereading that? Or so what do you I'm, just finish? So I'm currently in the middle of The Tale of Two Lovers by Maya Rodale. Um, it's part of her Writing Girls series. Um, and if you're listening to this and you've read this series, I need you to tell me if it gets really good. Because I did not love A Groom of One's Own. If anybody wants to weigh in on that and tell me that it gets better, um, I would love to hear that. Mainly, I just want to get to the last book. And I'm a series purist. Like, I have to read an entire series if I want to read one book. So, I'm trying to get to book four, because that book interests me, plot-wise. So... Okay, I... Speaking of series, what I hate is starting a series that's not done yet. Because I hate... I just like to binge read the whole series. I like to have it done in a week. And, um... I hate having to wait for another book to come out. It drives me nutty. But um, I am in the middle of, as you know, because we've discussed, but yeah. in the, the Mackenzie and McBride series. Mm-hmm. And um, so this one would go to an 11. <laughs> I don't know if it's 11, but it's pretty steamy. Um, but it's fun. I'm really enjoying it. I'm in the third book yeah. of the Mackenzie McBride series. And... Um, I love it. I love the brothers. I love their camaraderie, and I love what's going on in the series. Yeah. And so this is I'm if, you, I'm a if fan. you don't know, this is a series by Jennifer Ashley, and it, the first mm-hmm. book is the madness of Lord Ian Mackenzie, which is kind of like a staple for a lot of people, and it, it is a really good romance book. Um, I loved that one, and I loved yeah. that he was a little quirky. Yeah. And I love that as he comes up in the other books, and he's still quirky, but he's like the thing that pushes everybody, you know, into where where they should go. So um, anyway, I've loved I've loved this series. I'm really enjoying it. So. Yeah, that book kind of reminds me. So um, in my contemporary uh, spotlight, I talked about um, the Winston Brothers series. And, um, I think I'm going to reread that series because the new book is coming out on August 1st. Um, and that series is really good, but they have, um, a brother who's not autistic like, um, like Ian McKenzie is, but he kind of reminds me of Ian McKenzie where he's 
kind of scheming and not always like socially conscious and things like that. Um, but that book's really good. If I ever get you to read a contemporary, I'm going to have you read that series because I love it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. So, um, if that is it, I thanks again for joining us, uh, on this maiden voyage. If you would like to join us for the pleasures of passion by Sabrina Jeffries in two weeks, you can find us in the social media linked in the description or email us at not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com. Uh, thanks mom. You're welcome, Ellen. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.